Did you do it again? Do what? Start the episode while I was chugging water. Yeah, it's not your fault. It is, though. <sighs> Yikes. Welcome back to Reading Health Hostage, folks. My name's Blue, and I love to read. And my name's Justin. I don't like reading. Was that it? It yeah. sounded like there was more. No. Do you like the podcast? I don't like reading. Do you like the podcast? I don't like reading. We can stop right now. <laughs> we don't have to do it anymore. No, it's a, it's a good podcast. All right, everyone, this is our last and final episode of Reading Help Hostage. You're going to be left on a major cliffhanger for Catching Fire, and you'll never hear from us again. Bye-bye. Tell me you like the podcast. I like the podcast. Okay, okay I'll start. Um, today, we are continuing Catching Fire. I think this is part... Oh, my God, is it part four? It's three or four. Dude, this is an early uh, installment of Googling shit. This is part three. There's a lot of... Uh, I really like Catching Fire. It's my favorite book. So, Justin, tell me what happened last time. Uh, well, let's ha- let's talk about what happened between last time and now. I don't remember what's happened between last time and now. And I didn't ask about that. I asked what happened in the book. <laughs> oh my talk God. about whatever you want. I was going to say that we missed an episode, or like late yeah episode because of the puppies because of the puppies yeah so fucking tired man i'm never getting a dog again (laughs) uh but you can no not you can my cincinnati animal care cincinnati animal care is doing their my furry valentine and we have two dogs from that yeah so if you're in cincy and you want a pupper or a cat or a big doggo the event is on the 18th and 19th Yes, yeah. but um, they are so tiring. Oh my god, they're so annoying too. I wait. I so prefer cats. Yeah, I'm a cat person through and through. I was like, maybe we'll keep one of the puppies, but we're still on the fence about it because, bro, puppies are a lot of work. There's so much, and I hate it. So, Justin, tell me what happened in the book last time. Um, you really don't remember any of it, do you? The last thing I got is that they're back in the village after that guy got beat. Gail got whipped. Yeah. Yeah. And Katniss threw temper tantrum uh, yep. when her wedding oh, dresses yep. arrived and went into the woods. And um, she met those two people who were going to District 13. Yep. And then when she came back, the electric fence was on. Yeah. So I said all these things. You actually didn't say really any of that. Uh, check the record. Uh, okay. Oh, look at that. Didn't say it. Now I gotta put, like, some sound effects there or something. Just cut it. Okay. Uh, this cut, the yeah, cut, just the cut, cut the whole bit. Cut the whole bit. Fuck this bit. Cut the whole part, first part of the podcast. Yeah. Welcome back. <laughs> so today we're starting off with chapter 11. So like I said, she realized the fence was electrocuted and she's like, fuck. She thinks perhaps Thread, the new head peacekeeper, Romulus Thread, Realized she wasn't in town and had flipped either, it on. Yeah, either he had just turned it on because, like, that was the new procedure or because he knows damn good and while well she's on the other side of it. And this is not her first time being caught outside the fence. Um, yeah, so this is going to be fun. You got to drink your water? I just, I was commenting on the book. Oh, that didn't sound like you were commenting on the book whatsoever anyway it's because i'm holding a bottle of water it didn't sound like i was commenting on the the microphone away from your face i moved moved the water can you stop attacking me right now you're literally attacking me right now so typically when she did get are you drinking water (laughs) it is not water it is a brand of hydration salt water (laughs) I'm not giving him any class. I'm not even getting close to it. Okay. Um, yeah, you don't want to waste that $10 packet of juice salt water. Gener- yeah, water for salt Anyways. hydration. And you almost made me spit it on our carpet. Mm. I drink water like a normal person, so I don't need extra things to make me drink my water. And now you're making fun of me because I'm dehydrated. Yeah, I am. And getting Still mad at me because I'm interrupting the podcast. Let me talk. <laughs> Um, typically when she had gotten caught outside the fence before, her family would, like, come by and see if the fence was lit up to make, like, make sense of why she was running late. But this time, nobody's gonna come check on her because she deliberately, like, made things and said things to dis- 
to mislead them. <laughs> she was like packing her food back. She's like, I'm going into town to give people food. <laughs> but she has a feeling in her heart that this is not a coincidence that this has happened. What? You're on me this week. <laughs> what is I moved. I adjusted Shh. in my seat. Shh. Shut up. Are you shushing me on our podcast? <laughs> Too loud. Are you done? God, you're literally throwing such a fucking fit right now. <laughs> we she, might need to record this even later. She starts with me. Later? I don't have the energy to edit. No, later on this week. She starts moving along the fence line to find a tree that's like high enough so she can get over the 20-foot fence. Yeah. Finally, she finds a tree, and the drop is 25 feet. And Ouch. Yeah, she's scared because it's almost dark, but, like, she, she has to. She can't find another tree because it's icy, too. You know, it's just had that blizzard. ice size baby. Bum, 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 bum. So it's really difficult for her. She falls, hits the ground feet first. Ouch. And knows very quickly. Feet first, and then she hits her tailbone. And she knows very quickly that... Something is wrong with her left heel and her tailbone. Um, but when she gets up, she knows something very serious has occurred. Yeah, that's a non-fun one. No. Have you ever landed on your tailbone, like, hard, hard? Yeah, when I fell down that tree twice in a row. Yeah? Yeah, tailbone Oof. both times. And then I cut my the back of my leg open. I, I'm not a pussy. met some stranger in the park who gave me her flannel. Cover up the blood. It was a lot of blood. <laughs> I don't even know what I don't even there? know what to say to that. <laughs> Sometimes Blue sprinkles me with little uh, tidbits from her childhood. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit of. I still have the scar. Um, not to brag or anything. I am. Where was I? She starts like working on an alibi, and she buys like her foot is in fucking agony. I fucking bet. She's buying sweets for Prim at the shop, and she thinks about it. And by the time she gets to her bad her, her to her house, her heel hurts so bad she can't even step on it. And she's ready to collapse as soon as she enters the door, but there are two peacekeepers in her house. The woman looks chill, but the man has a quick look of surprise. Like, what the fuck? The w- woman and man peacekeeper? Yes. Okay. And they go through a very goofy, like, faking politeness talk about how, like, the peacekeepers were just there because Threat had a message for her and they want to know where she's been for these hours. She's like, oh, where it's be? It'd be easier to see if I, where I wasn't at. And also Peta and Hamish are there. I'd be walking around this. Well, they go through this funny thing where Hamish, Peta, and Prim all pop in on her lie. They all know she's lying and they hop in on it. And she's like, well, I was over by the mines trying to get Prim's stupid goat pregnant, but Prim told me the wrong... Just let me fucking tell it. Sus. (laughs) But Prim told me the wrong directions, and Prim's like, I did not. I distinctly told you this. And and Peter's like, I also heard that. And, you know, they're all kind of ganging up on Katniss and jumping, or uh, jumping, jumping on her back and all that kinds of stuff. And then Peter ends up giving her, like, a hug and spinning her around, and she's like, like, because she's in pain. She, like, squeals a little bit, and he's like, what the fuck? But the peacekeepers let her know that the fence will now have 24-hour electricity. And she's like, didn't it already? How would I know when the electricity is? And she goes, surely we will all sleep a little more soundly knowing that security has now addressed that lapse. <laughs> I'm like, fucking get him. That's me writing the most passive-aggressive email to somebody who fucked up. Um, the peacekeepers are pissed and end up leaving. And that's when everybody goes serious. Her mom starts taking care of her ankle, tailbone, and heel. Her left heel is judged to be broken, and her tailbone just bruised, which is easy. And again, there's snow, so that's better than nothing. Like, if it was warm and you get hurt, you're basically dead. Like, Yeah. Tailbone break, dude? Ugh, luckily, it wasn't tailbone break. But that motherfucker. She gets some sleep syrup to put her to sleep, and it's kind of just like, you know, a heavy dose of something. So she kind of gets a little loopy. Opium. Opium, yeah, probably. Peta carries her upstairs, and she, being less inhibited by the syrup, she's like, will you stay with me till I fall asleep? And she's just going under, and she's like, please stay with me. And he says something, but she can't hear it back. Are they doing lean? The mon- yeah, they got Sprite. No, that's not what lean is. Yeah, what is lean? Lean and Sprite is... is Isn't lean just cough syrup? It's... it's I'm thinking uh, of purple drink. Opiate. 
leads leads an opiate. Okay. She is the next morning. She and she's exhausted. And her um mother is like doctoring her, you know, um, which is nice. Like a doctor or something. Well, she doesn't let her mom do stuff for her like that. Mm. And she just lies there staring at the sky, thinking of her experience with Twill and Bonnie and her wedding dresses, wondering if, you know, the peacekeepers are going to come arrest her. She never thought she would want old Cray back, but here they are after a few days and no peacekeepers have come to arrest her, so things are normal. And I didn't see it in the book. Maybe it comes a little bit later, but I think it's more important now is... Cray's an asshole. They're kind of portraying him as like a nice guy. But he used to take advantage of poor seam girls. Poor seam? Poor seam girls. Oh. Girls from the seam. And use them for prostitution. Okay, so I thought the way you were saying that, like you weren't going to go into heavy topics. <laughs> And then you kind of you sledgehammer down on that last. Bit. I don't remember where it was in the book or the or the um, when I was listening to it, but it feels like now's the time to say it. Like okay, yeah, yeah. We wish Cray was here, but like she also mentioned, she's like she was twelve when um, she was just about twelve when her dad died. She was like, if I was just a little a year or two older, then I would have probably been one of the desperate girls at his door. Yeah. Ew. Ew, 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 yeah, ew. Yeah. I read this in school. Ew. Yeah. <sighs> See, it's okay if you write it down and then give it to children. Yeah, because, again, we can stop reading things. My thing is goes both ways. Can you be more specific? Movies need to be more loose. And books need some kind of warning system. Yeah, there definitely needs to be a warning system on books. Yeah. Because remember that book Dana gave me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was not cool. Great book. I just needed I a cut trigger that warning. yawn out. What yawn? The, oh, well, we just made it a bit, so I, I can't cut it out now. Up. It's a bit now. It's every a bit day, she yawned. She yawned for the bit. Every day, yeah, Peter brings her cheese buns and works on the family book, which is the first time we've heard of this fucking book. Dude, cheese buns, though. I know. Maybe I should make some cheesy bread. Oh. Or mashed potato. We don't have any potatoes. Um, this family book is an old book. Someone on her mother's side of the family started years ago as a guidebook for medicines and herbs. But her father added a section on, on edible plants. She's been wanting to add to it, but she's like shit at art. But now she has PETA. They work together on this book, and she likes... Uh, my juice! <laughs> <laughs> Mi jugo! <laughs> the juice is in Spanish. Ugh. Stop fucking touching the walls with your nasty feet. Um, she likes to walk him work on this book, and, she, you know, he does the art, and she adds the words. And she notices that he has a very special look of intensity that she sees... Um, well, she's seen only a few times... In him primarily when he does painting a couple times in the arena and when he talks to crowd and i'm like does she just is that just focus is that what she <laughs> means <laughs> i've never seen this look of like keeping they, a one-track mind what's he building in there <laughs> <laughs> um she also becomes very fixated on his eyelashes okay one day he notes that this is Whoops, the first i said a gay just do the arm oh he's gay guys um one day he notes that this is the first normal thing that they've done together and you know they're both kind of like yeah i'm very glad to have this time with you he takes her downstairs every day for a change of scenery and she watches the tv um nobody uses the tv so they're all like why the fuck is katniss watching the tv but she's very specifically looking for the mockingjay on district 13 thing do you remember that yeah okay tell me about it uh, they're using the Mockingjay as a symbol. No. You're right, but that's not what I'm talking about. They have, like, a District 13, like, coming up, like, that pops up, and it's like, District 13 is still under radiation. Oh, yeah. And there's a, there's a bird in the corner of the yeah. picture. And so eventually she, she sees this, and she sees the Mockingjay, and she's like, the reporter's not in District 13, so what is? Does that make sense? Yeah. And now we're on to Chapter 12. 
All she wants to do is figure out what's going on with District 13 and how she can stop the Capitol, but she's very confined due to her injury. And finally, winter's gone and she can walk normal. So we're doing a big time skip here. I know. I'm just going to keep talking through him scritching. All right. One day she wakes up to Venia, Octavia, and Flavius, who are there for her bridal shoot. They are distressed at her face from her whipping, um, but it's not a very large scar, and she doesn't want to tell them she was whipped, so she's like, oh, I fell. And she just zoned, what? (laughs) I fell into a whip. (laughs) My whip collection, oh no! She just zones out as they make her hairless, which at this point I just wonder what these, like fixations Suzanne Collins has on being hairless during this. Yeah. Just let him scritch. Just let him fuck it up. It's leave a comment if you hear our boy scritching. Of course you can hear him scritching. He's ripping cardboard up. He's enjoying himself. Did he pull the circle thing out of the circle? Not yet. He's trying. Okay. Um, but she just has a very um intense fascination with the hairlessness thing, which is kind of weird. And she's zoned out until out of nowhere, Octavia's like, oh, we haven't been able to get shrimps for months. And she's like, oh, Octavia, that sounds horrible. What's, you haven't gotten shrimps? She's like, we haven't been able to get seafood for a forever. And Katniss kind of perks up now. She's like, okay, like what kind of other supply issues have you had? And she learns that they are having difficulties with districts four, three, and eight, which means there's a possibility of those districts rebelling. Yeah. It's then her photo shoot and the whole gang's there. And um, the whole day goes by and just like that, they're gone. It's really quick. And she's reflecting that her mom and Prim seem really happy. And she realizes it's because they think that she is safe. Does that make sense? Like they think President Snow is good, but she knows she's not. She wakes up the next day really wanting to talk. So she goes to Hamish and they speak in a shorthand that wouldn't make sense to others, but does make sense to them. Like how, you know, people you're close to talk. Yeah, they're gals that are pals. They're just gal pals. But she fills him in on the district she thinks are rebelling. And he tells her the possibility of District 7 and 11. What? The possibility? I did not say that. <laughs> Although, pos- Alfredo tonight? Oh. What is that, number three for uh, talking about Alfredo on the podcast? I love Alfredo. I love Alfredo. Um, Hamish says that he doesn't think a rebellion would work in 12 because they're just so small that it would have to be an all or nothing situation. And then he makes fun of her district 13 theory. Yeah. Prim comes home again. This is just the next day. Um, blabbing about a special announcement the Capitol has. And she's like, I think it's your wedding dresses. And Candace is like, and, and it is her wedding dresses. Apparently what? Okay. I'm, you are on me. I want to give you space to talk. Okay. You just fucking won't shut up about Hunger Games this, Hunger Games this. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what are you trying to make a podcast on Hunger Games? God. Um, where was I? So the Capitol people were given opportunities to vote on her dress. So her wedding dress gets picked. And then they say that they're talking about the quarter quell. And they're like, what's going on? And her mom's like, they're doing the card. They're reading of the card. And they do this really long propaganda story about the beginning of the districts. They read the past cards. So on the 25th year, the districts each had to vote on the two tributes who would represent them. Revolting. Oh my god. I know, it's really hitting you. They had to vote on the children that would be sent to their dad. Cool. On the 50th year, Hamish's year. Um, double the amount of people went. So four children from each district. Nice. And Katniss's mom says something about how she had a friend who went that year. Her name was Maisily Donner. She was a merchant. Did she she die? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you think you're funny. Um, But her mom's like, I got her canary after she died. And then they read the 75th card. As a reminder, this is the quote. As a reminder to the rebels that even the strongest among them cannot overcome the power of the capital, the male and female victors will be reaped from the existing pool of victors. Or the male and female tributes will be reaped from the existing pool of victors. Yeah. Her mom gets it, immediately shrieks. Prim starts crying, but 
Katniss reacts with confusion. What could that possibly mean? Do you think it's the brain damage? It's the brain damage because then she finally realizes that she will be going back into the arena as the only female tribute from District 12. Yeah. And there's a, we're taking a quick kitty break and there's a kitty girl in front of me and she wants petting. This has probably been the most distracted episode that we've done. I think all of our episodes are distracted. You've got ADHD. I got a podcast for you. <laughs> I don't have it. Oh, okay. Chapter 13. She goes into flight mode and she's running, but she doesn't know where she can go. She can't go into the woods because of the fence. Um, and then, you know, she wakes up in a cellar of one of the empty houses in the Victor village. One of her hand is bleeding and she's just screaming, screaming until her voice is almost gone. And she's just thinking like, I did not see this coming. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, the deal was, if we won, we're out of the reaping for life. But here it is. Here's here's this. Yeah. And she can hear people searching, calling her name, but she doesn't pull anything. or She doesn't do anything but pull a plastic sheet over her body so she can start warming up. And she's realized she's glad she won last year. Because that means, like, because the other victors, like Hamish, have known everyone for at least 25 years. And then this is when she realizes that Hamish or Peta are going to have to go back into the arena. And she cannot let Peta go. So I think in the movie they portray Katniss as very selfish for having this reaction. Yeah. I don't think she... I mean, even though I think Katniss is a brat, I really don't think she's selfish for this reaction. No. It's like, hey, I don't want my friend to go back. And you're an old alcoholic man. Well, like, she had the, I'm going to go back in first, then the people. Oh, yeah. That was the reaction she had. You have a gun pointing at your head. You're going to think about how there's a gun pointing at your head first. Yeah. It's like in an airplane, you're supposed to put your face mask on before you put your babies on. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, But this thought makes her move. And she, you know, she leaves through the glass door she must have broken to go to Haymitch's. He's alone. Obviously drunk as fuck. And the first thing he says is, finally did the math, sweetheart. What are you even here to ask me? And he's like, Peter was already here begging me to go in, to let Peter go into the games. And he goes, what are you here to ask me? Are you here to ask me to die? And she realizes that is kind of what she's asking. But instead she asks for a drink because she feels really bad. You know, like, she's there to ask him to die. Yeah. Like, that's, that's literally what she's there for. Yeah, there's not an easy way to... Or that's at least the first thought that goes through her head, because she does ration it out here soon. Let Peter live. Well, she chugs some more, uh, chugs some Alki, and she's like, well, you might as well go in. It seems you hate life anyways. And I'm like, I hear what you're saying. Damn, you <laughs> depressed bitch. Get out of here. Oh my god, that's what Canada's doing. Canada? Is it not Canada? What are you talking about? The assisted uh, medical... Euthanasia? Yes. I think that's mostly the Scandinavian countries. Well, some country just did it, and they are allowing it for mental health. Whoa. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. So it's kind of country-assisted suicide. Yeah. Um, what's the, what's the, what's the number? 988. He points out, which is what Peter point out that the first time he, he much chose to keep Katniss alive. So now this time he's got to keep Peter alive. But Peter's argument was since Hamish chose Katniss the first time, Hamish owes Peter and therefore must protect Katniss. Does that make sense? <laughs> why wouldn't Hamish be better to go in like you know he's still been practicing this whole time no he hasn't but do you hear what I'm saying is Peter's argument is you chose her the first time you do this for me now to make yeah. up for that Yeah. and Hamish says that she, she, Katniss could live a thousand lifetimes and not deserve them. And he's like, she's like, yeah, he's the best out of all three of us, but what are you going to do? She's like, yeah. That, yeah, that's fucking obvious. He's like, I have no idea. Whatever it is, is going to be bearable, unbearable for him. Cause again, he, 
He's known these people for 25 years. Yeah. Katniss finally realizes what she's asking him. She tells him, all I want you to do is to save PETA, no matter what. Which is reasonable. Yeah. He agrees, and she heads home, drunk to find Gail at her house. And he apologizes because they should have left when they had the chance, and they can't go now. She passes out and wakes up hungover and vomitous. And she showers, and she notices she has stitches on her left hand, which her mom must have done while she was asleep. She struggles to be strong, you know, older sister syndrome. She struggles to be strong in front of Prim and her mom. So she's like thinking like, how am I going to joke about this? How are we going to? And then she sees them and fucking breaks down and crying. Yeah. And she gets held by both of them until she falls back asleep, which I think is like a good moment of weakness for her. She, what a wuss though. What a wuss? What a wuss. You're such an asshole. Just die. <laughs> oh my God, you're such a dick. Skill issue. If you don't think you can make it through, it's a skill issue. She knows she she does she thinks she can make it through, but she knows Pete is the one who should make it through. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. You used to be really mean to Katniss, right? Uh, hell yeah. I was mean last book. She wakes up and appreciates that Prim and her mom are being so strong. She's like, oh my gosh, Prim's not the little girl that I left. Which, like, yeah, duh. Yeah. She was, like, 99% sure her sister was going to die. She grew up. Yeah. Um, She brings some broth over to Hamish. They drink a lot of mm. broth in this program. Good which, broth. Uh, program in this book. Does broth have calories? Good broth. I mean, it's fine if it doesn't, but, like... I don't know. I don't either. I think it wouldn't have calories. I think, like... Every time I see a broth, I see 30 calories or something. Huh. It's like milk, almond milk. Um, Hamish and her are just like vibing in silence with their broth until Peta comes downstairs with all the empty liquor boxes and says, it's done. And Hamish goes, <laughs> what's done? And Peta goes, I poured all the alcohol down the drain. And also I paid Ripper off and threatened that I will throw her into like, I'll turn her in if she gives you any more alcohol. And he was just like, uh, uh, and Peter's all fucking business. He goes, two of us are going in and two of us are coming home. One is a victor. One is a mentor. Yeah. He's like, I've got a plan. Effie is sending us all the recordings of the living victors. We're going to watch them. We're going to learn. We're going to put on weight. We're going to get strong and we're going to act like careers. And he's like serious because he just like leaves. Yeah. And in the little bits of time. They start acting like couriers. Peta starts watching the old games, and Katniss is realizes Katniss realizes she's never met any of the old victors. Peta takes a lot of detailed notes, and Hamish kind of like gives some more info after knowing these people for twenty five years. Does every um, whatever they're called have a victor district? Yeah, yeah, they mean each district does manage to get at least one female and one male victor. Okay. I don't know how. Um, where am I? Yeah, they eat a lot of food and they work on combat skills and more. So Hamish struggles a lot in the first. They're weeks. doing their Rocky montage. Yeah, exactly. And, or if you're my little sister, Faith, Al Pacino. The Al Pacino I movie, told you right there. Rocky. Faye goes, I have the most embarrassing thing to tell you. And I was like, I can't wait to tell people on my podcast about this. <laughs> and she goes, so I was watching, I think it's Scarface. She's like, oh my god, Al Pacino's a really good actor. I can't wait to watch more Al Pacino movies. Like his famous movie? Rocky. She watched Rocky. She was like, that, wow, this guy, he must have gotten some work done between this movies. This Al Pacino? <laughs> he doesn't look exactly the same. I'm like, hey, that's the best thing I've ever fucking heard. Um, She's seen the Rocky movies No, she before. hasn't. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Because remember, I, I only saw them after I'd gone to Philly and all that. And every time I was in Philly, my dad'd be like, that happened in Rocky. Look at this thing. This was in Rocky. This was in Rocky. <laughs> I was like, I've never fucking seen Rocky. <laughs> then I finally watched it like, what, 2018? I was like, oh, I've been there. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. Oh, I've been there. Like in Rocky. Yeah, pretty much. Um, where was I? Oh, uh, Hamish struggles a lot. Like, it takes his body, like, three to five weeks to really get into even minimal shape. Again, I'm surprised he didn't die. Oh, yeah. From the, from the, yeah. Um, but Katniss and Peter really start getting good. 
Gale even helps them by showing off all kinds of wilderness skills he has. And one day he talks to, Kat, talks to Katniss and he's like, it would just be way easier if PETA were easier to hate. And she's like, I, yeah, I yeah, know. Same spot, It would have been great if same I could have killed him in the arena. And that would have been really fucking nice. But this is where we're at. Yeah. And Gail's like, what do you think our relationship would have looked like if we weren't in the pictures? If he wasn't in the picture. And Katniss is like, are you fucking for real right now? She's like, are you fucking for real? Because she goes, we would just be hunting. She's like, there's no point in talking about things that can't be. Which, like, she's kind of given up completely on Gail. There's nothing she can do. She's she's going to yeah. die. Yeah. Simp boy over here. Simp <sighs> nation. Yeah, literally, Gail can suck it. What, what do you think it would look like if a... I don't know, Gail. I'm going to die. I don't really have time to think about that right now. Yeah. Jackass. Fucking hate Gail. Hey, why are you training to survive? What about me? What about us? <laughs> I don't know the rest of the words. Um... She makes all these big, like, thought plans about how she's going to tell her mom, Prim, Gail, about everything, like, her whole heart in the time before she leaves, when she gets to say goodbye to everybody. How much Gail meant to her, how they weren't going to be a relationship, but they couldn't, you know, like, she's got all this stuff planned. What do you think would be worse if you're going into the Hunger Games as you're called... You have an hour with everybody. You go. Mm-hmm. Or uh, knowing for months you were going to be in. Knowing for months. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be worse. Because they go the opposite. I, I mean, Katniss started withering away. Like, she, the way her anxiety works. Yeah. She started withering away during the victory tour. Like, yeah. she wouldn't eat. She couldn't sleep. But Pete is the one keeping her on track for this. She's not doing yeah. she yeah, yeah. she'd wither away again if she could. If her goal now wasn't to keep PETA alive. Yeah. Um so on the day of the reaping, it sucks. What? In, in the movie depiction of this is a really good one because Effie has to struggle to get Katniss's name out. And she's like, Katniss. And then she has to struggle to get one of the boy names out, and it's unfortunately Hamich, which means PETA is able to volunteer. And they are quickly pushed through onto the train. I double dog volunteer. Triple dog. And she has no time to tell Gail how much she is, how glad she was to have loved him in the limited way she could. And she can't say goodbye to her mom, Prim, or Madge. And this is when the 75th Hunger Games begins. How are you feeling so far? It's a book. <sighs> Can you give me a little it's, bit more It's that? the most book of all time. A little bit more than that? Um, It's definitely better than... I would say all the books we've read. You're no, wait. Uh, pissing me off. Bonus episode. What? Which bonus episode? Handmaid's Tale. I, you that liked was Handmaid's Tale? Yeah. Why? That was the most depressing out of everything we read, except for the warrior cast where Blue Star died. <laughs> <laughs> Handmaid's uh. Tale is not as bad as Blue Star's death. <laughs> Change my mind. <laughs> you can't. It's impossible. <sighs> okay. Can I get you with that one? All right. This is going to be a short episode because I only have one more chapter. Um, Let's just end it here. No. I yeah. Have one more chapter We're sick. Notes. Tell me how much we time you dogs. think we've been recording. I don't know the concept of time. Tell me how much time you think we've been recording. 30 minutes. 34. Let me finish this chapter. Um, chapter 14, she just stares at the woods fading away, knowing she'll never see her family again. And Pete is having the same thoughts about not being able to say their last words because he's like, we'll have to write them letters and Hamish will deliver them. She's like, I'm never fucking writing those letters. The words were supposed to go with acts to her loved ones. Yeah. And there's, uh, there's just not anything I can do about that. She obviously wants to fall into a deep depression, but knows that her mission is to keep Pete alive. And she can't do that. Um, Effie is subdued, just like she was at the reaping. But the food is great, so she. I thought, you, I thought you said some dude. <laughs> Effie's just some Effie's dude. some dude. Like, <laughs> where'd this guy come from? I was like, did Effie just turn into a random stranger? Transgender icon Effie. <laughs> yes, queen. Actually, though, no. Not transgender icon. Probably more like a drag queen icon, because she fucking rocked it. 
Who plays her? Elizabeth Banks in the movies? She's really good. Really? Elizabeth Banks? Why'd you say it like that? I don't know. It just doesn't... You've seen the first movie with me at least a hundred times. I don't recognize Elizabeth Banks in that movie. It's because she's Effie Trinket. Anyways, food's really good. They're, like, digging in. You know, they're going to enjoy the food while they can. Oh, it. Effie's got, like, gold hair on. And Peta's like, they're trying to do conversation. They're like, oh, Effie, I really like your hair. And she's like, I had it done to match Katniss's pin. She's like, she's like thinking that they can each get something gold to match since they're a team. And she's like, since we're a team. And she notices, like, even how much struggle Hamish is having not drinking. So she's, like, she sends her wine away, which is not a big thing. But, like, this is somebody from the capital we're talking about who literally sends children to their oh, deaths. Oh, Effie did? Effie sends her wine away, seeing how hard Hamish is, um, be- like, that's struggling cute. with her, with his alcohol issue. Yeah. Like, that might not seem big, but that's, like, again, yeah. come on. Real human beings in real life don't, don't notice yeah. those things as often. Hamish is pissed because he's like, if he had been sent to die, then he'd be able to drink. Yeah. <laughs> but he's not. Now he's got to keep these two alive. Oh, this last chapter is good because we learned how Hamish won the games. Oh. So that's the, they start watching the recaps of the reapings with Peta taking diligent notes. We learned that 75 out of the 75 victors, 59 are still alive, which is an insane amount of victors, honestly. Yeah. Because what, if the oldest was 16, Blue Googles, Justin, do the song. Do, 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 Blue Googles. Yeah, so if, that means the oldest tribute was probably around 75-ish. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Isn't um, the Water Dad's uh, uh, mom, grandma person? Madge? No. The uh, one that's going to be... Uh, Mags. Finnick. Yeah. Why'd you call him Water Dad? I don't know what to call him. Finnick. His name. I don't know. His, I didn't know his name until you said the it. The guy from District 4. I didn't know what district it he was. You watched me ball my eyes out in the book. No spoilies. I'm not talking... I can't believe he's <laughs> called him Water Dad. He's <laughs> the Water Dad's old lady parent. That's what you just fucking said to me. <laughs> Water dad. Um, uh, obviously, the po- the pools of victors are still the largest pools of water dads. Splish splash. <laughs> I was taken of that. Um, our largest in one, two, and four. But all other districts had at least one male and female tribute. Hamish is obviously obviously struggling to watch his friends get picked to die knowing that he's gonna have to do his best to keep Peta alive yeah and effie makes comments he's, in, he's working for their demise yeah effie makes comments in her own way about like how somebody would feel at the capital she's like oh not brutus or oh not what's her face or yeah he never could stand away from a fight you know it's like effie come on and Katniss has her own notes because she's, like, really, really bad at remembering people. Effie's uh, treating them as characters. Yeah. Um, which makes sense. That's what she was raised to behave. Yeah. And she's, like, now recognizing how the, how this is not fair with Katniss and Peeta yeah. getting picked again. Um, Katniss notes that the tributes from District 1 are brother and sisters. Are a, brother, a pair of brother and sister who won back-to-back games. Like that? How does that happen? It's Did they volunteer. volunteer? Yeah, because yeah. they probably volunteered as soon as possible. But it's like you have to, because like they in those districts, it's like oh, and it's like all you can hear. Yeah. So they have to figure out who volunteered first. But yes, a pair, a brother and sister. Why? The, why at that point would you not just do the raffle of people who want to do it? I don't know. Hey, everybody who volunteered. Write your name down. We're putting in the another raffle. Raffle two. Yeah. Electric Boogaloo. We already did that last episode. Was named that. Um, the person, one of the people from District Two, is a volunteer named Brutus who looks very eager. District Four has our Water Dad. Oh, Water Dad. Finnick, who's just like insanely handsome, and he is the youngest victor ever. He won at aged ten. Um. Oh, no, he won at age 14 10 years ago, so he's 24 now. Yeah. That's what I'm saying makes sense. Okay. The woman from District 4 is 
that gets called is some like crazy woman. But an 80 year oldish looking woman, probably one of the oldest living victors, who walks with a cane volunteers as tribute. She yeah. can't even say it. She doesn't, her mouth doesn't. Then District 7 is Joanna Mason. She's the only living female victor from that district. And she won like in the last couple years by pretending she was some crazy, weak little girl. But at the end, she fucking destroyed motherfuckers with an axe. Yeah. Then, from District 8, there's a woman named Cecilia. She has three kids, and she had to tear them off of her as she got selected. Cool. Then, Chaff from District 11, who she knows particularly to be one of Hamish's friends. Which is sad. And even the people in the Capitol are upset at this. They're, like, kind of tearing up in the retelling of it. Yeah. She tries to sleep, but obviously it's just nightmare fuel. So she wakes up, orders some more milk, and finds Pete away. I know. Just fucking move past it. Oh, I can't sleep. Get me warm milk. I'm going to drink it. People like that shit. It literally makes if, me want to throw up. Uh, if you drink milk, <coughs> turn it Gross. off. Gross. Yeah, turn what the hell's wrong with you? We don't want any stupid milk drinkers listening. <laughs> we only want that liberal almond or oat milk shit. We want that extra liberal oat milk shit. You know almonds are bad for the environment. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Where was I? <sighs> okay. So Pete is watching the old games and he stands and offers her a hug. And this is kind of a sweet moment because she's really happy because in the last couple months he's been like a complete fucking hard ass. And this is like a romantic hug because he buries his face in her hair and gives her a little neck kiss. And she's like, ooh, tingly. And I'm like, but we're just buds. Well, they don't, like, go for a while, and Katniss just thinks, she's like, I've said my goodbye to Gail, I can't be in, like, I can be in love with PETA for the cameras, and have, like, whatever my other feelings are for these last couple weeks without feeling bad about it. Yeah. Which, I get. Yeah. She's like, I'm literally going to die, I think I can do what I want. Yeah. The capital attendant bringing them milk is what warms them up. Is what breaks them up. He's kind of sappy. Do we need to put a trigger warning on this episode? (laughs) Milk. Milk. Someone drank milk. Got milk. That's what this episode title is. And the capital attendant's like, I put some honey in there. And you guys enjoy. And Candace is like, what the fuck was that? And Peter's like, I think the people in the capital are really actually upset about this. Like, they get really attached to their champions. Katniss picks the next tape they watch, and she picks Game 50, Hamish's year. And they hadn't watched it before because, you know, he's like, they're like, they're like, he's on our team. We wouldn't need to fight him. Yeah. But it's also the only quell they have, so they feel like they should watch it just because it's the only quell they have. Yeah. So this is where we learn Hamish's game, which I really, I think this one's good. Um, it's a pretty lit way to kill kids. If I saw this one, I'd, if I was in the capital, I'd probably be like, that's a game to remember. Which feels gross. But it's pretty lit kid killing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's kill those kids. Extra kids died this year, too. It's awesome. <laughs> so, what happens, um, you know, the, the reaping. A female name gets called, and it's Maisley Donner. Her mom's old friend. And Peta notices in the video that her mom is actually there hugging Maisley Dahmer. And she also notices another girl that looks almost identical to her, possibly a twin, is there with her. And Katniss realizes that that's actually Madge's mother, the mayor's wife. Oh. So Katniss now has a crazy realization that her Mockingjay pin, that didn't mean much to Madge, that was her aunt's that died, Matt Maisley's. Now has a different meaning to her, knowing that Maisley was the previous owner. Hamish gets called, and Candace is like, he's actually pretty handsome. <laughs> Damn. Dark hair, gray eyes, and he's clearly, like, kind of strong. Yeah. Um, he's about, he's 16. He thick? Probably not thick, but strong. He thick? No, I just said no. He thick? No. Okay. Um... Then it's interview time with Caesar Flickerman, because Caesar Flickerman's been doing it for 40 fucking years. And Hamish is able to pull off snarky and arrogant. Easy peasy. Because he is. Because he is, yeah. yeah. Then the games begin, and as they enter the arena, it is, like, so fucking pretty. Like, the most beautiful, picturesque scene that anyone has ever seen before. Yeah. Like, fluffy clouds, like, 
bright pink um, flower. Kind, kind of like what I imagine Whoville would look like. Yeah. Not imagine. What I've seen pictures and I'm like, that's what Whoville would look like. Yeah. But like outside. And they can tell that, by the way, some of the um, contestants are sniffing that it must smell really good too. When the gong sounds, Hamish is off and gathers a backpack before everyone is off their stands because people are so distracted by this, but not Hamish. And in that day, that first day, 18 people die in the Jesus. And as they continue, they realize that pretty much everything is poisonous. Only the rainwater and food from the cornucopia is safe to eat. Um, Hamish has his struggles in the woods. Um, There's carnivorous squirrels, butterflies that sting. But he just keeps moving very, very, like, strictly in one direction. Dude, fucking carnivorous squirrels are, squirrels already are carnivorous but like ones that are mad about it yeah ones that's that are trying scary. to eat humans yeah um Maisley is resourceful so i want to they only talk about hamish and Maisley, but there are two other candidates from district yeah. 12 in this but they, they don't have names no they don't um Maisley is resourceful i will say Maisley gets down to like the top five too oh so that's probably why this video only shows them and also Suzanne Collins didn't want to write about four characters. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I said, Maisley's re- resourceful. She got a backpack that had a blow dart in it, which she quickly turns into a, a blow dart gun, which she quickly turns into a poison blow dart gun with all the available poisons around her. Four days in, a mountain erupts as a volcano, killing 12 more players and Jesus. half of the career pack, which was up like, which was 10 people, I think, in the career pack. Then by day five, only 13 people are left out of 48, which is insane. And for some reason, Hamish just continues in one direction and he eventually encounters some careers and he's fast. He's able to kill two careers. Jesus. Um, and Maisley kills the third. So two kids from District 12 in this game killed three of the careers. Three uh, of the 10. Yeah. Already pretty embarrassing for the capital. Yeah. They form an alliance, and she's confused on why he keeps going the one direction when they eventually reach reach the edge, like a cliff face. And she knows, she goes, there's only five of us left. She she reaches the five. Like, good for her. And she's like, we should split up because I don't want to be the one to kill you. So they do. And she heads out. Hamish observes the canyon and at one point kicks a rock into it. And within a few seconds, it pops right back up. To the exact same spot that it was. And he's like, what? But then he hears Maisley screaming. And Hamish runs to go find her, even though their alliance had already been... Dissolved. Mm -hmm. To find her skewered through the neck by a bird with an extremely long beak. Long stick. And he holds her hand as she dies, which is very reminiscent of the Rue and Katniss situation. Do you think the bird was still in there? No, I don't. Okay. Um, two more people die that day, and then it's eventually just him and the career woman from just career girl. She's a girl from District One. What? Oh, I thought you were making fun of me because I was like, she's a girl, but she is a girl. She she's a, a girl. girl. They fight and they have an absolutely insane bloodbath of a of a fight. Like Hamish is basically disemboweled um, at the end of this. He's Jesus. he gets disarmed and he starts like like dragging himself towards the canyon while holding his intestines in. She follows. She doesn't have an eye anymore. She's bleeding. You know, she's, they're both really like, they're both not even chasing each other. They're both kind of walking in the same direction. And I'm going to get you. She gets, she throws the ax at him and it falls over the cliff and they both fall down bleeding when the ax comes back up and kills her. Oh, And Peter recognizes the force field as the one in the training center that um, would push them back up so they couldn't commit unalive. And Hamish turned this into a weapon. And Katniss is like, that's so funny. Because not only did he turn it against a weapon against the tributes, he turned it into the cap, like a weapon against the capital. He made them look dumb as fuck. Yeah. That must be why they don't show his games. Because she never recalled seeing his games. Yeah. She's like, that's why they don't show it. Because it almost makes them look as bad as our situation with the berries. Yeah. And Hamish, behind them now, says, almost, but not quite. 
And he's drunk off his ass. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, brother. And she's happy that she got to know him in this way. What? Where's his keys? <laughs> Get this man his keys. <laughs> Have you been seeing that? No, what's that? There's like <laughs> a meme of uh, pro drunk drivers. What? <laughs> Yeah. What are you saying to me right now? There's no way. Yeah, it's it's a joke uh, okay, about being joke. pro drunk driving. That's interesting. After 12 shots, all you really need is a good pair of keys. Oh my god. Um, Katniss is happy because she's happy to have gotten to know Katniss. Katniss is so happy <laughs> to know Katniss. To know Hamish in this way and to have watched his games because surely... Two people who can cause such a fucking mess for the capital can at least get PETA out alive. Yeah. And that's how we end this chapter. How are you feeling? Great. Yeah. What do you think of Hamage's games? I liked it. I liked it. It's pretty dope. I wish it was more. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It just, it's nice to get that perspective of Hamage. It would have been cooler if he'd like trick shotted it, like pretended. Like, he let go of it when he was th- actually throwing it backward into the force field. And then it came back and hit her. And then, yeah, it came back and hit her. Yeah. But he was holding his intestines. Yeah, but before the fight, you're like, I'm gonna get you. Wah, bah, bah. Oh, no. I went backwards. My only weapon. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. <sighs> so, check us out next Tuesday, hopefully. Unless we change our day. <laughs> Um, follow us on the TikTok. We're really fucking funny. Um, leave us a review. And we talked about how this episode was going to be late. Yeah. Um, turn on the post notifications for the Spotify. And so you know when this comes out. It might. Yeah. Who knows? You don't even need to know the date or time because time's fake anyways. It'll just tell you. Yeah. Easy. Time's a flat circle in our podcast. Our podcast is a big triangle on on that circle. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review or zero on Spotify. It's just, it's right under the follow button. It's easy. You don't even have to leave words or anything. Um, Anything else to add? I don't think it lets you leave words. It does not. Anything else? Uh, I'm ready for Betty Bye. Betty Bye. It's literally 7.15. All right. Bye-bye. And you have to edit the podcast. Bye-bye. Okay. (laughs) Bye.